Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Okay, here we go on this next episode of Eidelman Unplugged. Might even make this part of Pastors Unplugged because it's definitely relevant. I'm actually outside today, so you might hear some birds chirping and some cars driving by, just... Um, got some sun and wanted to just talk about an important topic for a few reasons. Number one, how it relates to churches in general, um, our view of women in ministry, their role in the church, and also talk to you a little bit about Westside Christian Fellowship and how some churches are different. Um, but the question has came in over the years and um, I got it again recently. You know, what is a woman's involvement in the church? What what does Westside Christian Fellowship, for example, what do they see a woman's role as? So a um, couple things. I'm not going to rehash. Can women be, you know, lead pastors? Can they use that term pastor, bishop, overseer, elder? Because I've done that extensively. There's other podcasts on that. You can search for that. Or um, on my website, shaneidleman.com, just put in women pastors in my article. should come up. And on this topic, we want to be full of grace, full of love, and uh, but also at the same time stick to what the Bible says. So we are complementarians versus egalitarians, meaning God complements uh, the roles the way he designed us. Male and female have different roles, different responsibilities, different character qualities, different strengths, different weakness, weaknesses, and we actually complement each other. So that's a lot different than egalitarian where everything is on an equal playing field and um, of course, we're on an equal playing field in God's kingdom and as joint heirs and, and as Christians, but in roles, how has God, you know, created us? A man is to defend his home, for example, where the woman is to nourish the home and nurture the home. And just, just both, uh, male and female have wonderful qualities. And I don't think we should ignore those and, and get worried about what the culture says. So let me talk about this topic. First, let me talk about Westside Christian Fellowship for, for a brief minute here. Um, what we do because we believe that that role of pastor is reserved for, um, men elders and they are qualified men based on, um, we can find actually Timothy Titus, but probably the best spot is Timothy first Timothy three. You can read that whole chapter. And if somebody aspires to be an elder, they have to be above reproach, meaning, you know, good character, faithful to his wife. So, uh, temperament, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given into too much wine. In other words, not being influenced whatsoever by alcohol, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, but faithful to his wife. So we see that God chose the man as in the position of lead pastor, pastor, elder, bishop, overseer. And we actually don't even use the word pastor um, for women because it can be confusing. So we believe they can serve in every single capacity at the church, except in that area of spiritual oversight, because Paul also says that um, he doesn't permit women to teach or have youth, uh, authority over the men, which is to actually usurp their authority. Uh, the RSV would say uh, he doesn't permit women to teach or have authority, where the NIV 
says, I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man. She must be silent. So they're pretty similar um, in the translations. And what that means is, gosh, this I could take so many different rabbit trails right now. But let's let's talk about Westside Christian Fellowship for a minute. Uh, because the question sometimes come up comes up. For example, we have women as the point person uh, for our prayer team. We have women uh, uh, as the point person or woman, uh, a woman or women, depending on you know who's leading, as the point person for our worship team. So our worship team, for example, we don't have a worship pastor. Some churches have a worship pastor. So if that's the case, you'd have to meet the qualifications of a pastor. But our elder board, and more specifically myself and Pastor Abram, we oversee the worship team in this regard. We look at our worship service as one service. From the moment we begin to the moment we end, we want to orchestrate the prayer time, the time at the altar, the worship. We even will suggest songs, the ambiance, the tempo, the atmosphere, the flow, what song I'd like to come up after, what song I think we should end with. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what we would like to do. If there's any issues that come up with male uh, worship, uh, you know, not well, male worship leaders, but male instrumentals or male vocals and uh, the worship facilitator, if she's a woman, would will let us handle those issues. I would lovingly confront the men. We teach the men. We pray. We open up the service. So we're the pastors in charge of the whole worship service. So that's why we don't have a problem with a woman as the point person for our worship team because she is uh, just under our leadership, under our direction. And we would handle the spiritual matters of the worship team. And again, we open a prayer with them. We orchestrate the service. We, you know, when do we end? When do we do baptisms? Uh, who would I like on the team? Uh, who's gifted? If we have to handle certain issues, if there's confrontation, if there's challenges, if there's uh, conflicts, then the pastors, we would get involved, not the worship leader uh, in our case. So our, our worship team does not have a worship pastor. And I don't know if we ever will. We never have for 12 years. Uh, some churches do, and then their worship pastor is is kind of the pastor of that worship team, which is it's fine if it works out, but um, it's not, hey, I'm the worship pastor, I do my thing, pastor, you do your thing, you teach, and we'll do our thing. No, it's one worship service. So I see the pastor, the lead pastor, who's responsible for that entire service from the, from the moment we do our first song to when we release, they are overseeing that whole service. So I don't see the need personally for a worship pastor. Doesn't mean it's, you know, if churches have, it's not a bad idea. Uh, maybe somebody is gifted to lead the worship team and maybe they fit the qualifications of a pastor, of an elder, then yeah, that would make sense. Uh, and also in our prayer team, for example, we have a, a, we've had over the years women leading our prayer team, and again they come underneath the guidance and the elder in the direction of the elders and the pastors, where we're actually leading the the prayer team. We're over it, but they would you know send out memos or policies and procedures or make sure volunteer applications are filled out. Same thing with children's ministry or nursery, and so we have women serving in all capacities. As long as they come underneath the spiritual covering, the spiritual direction of the pastors, and they're not usurping their authority. So hope that answers some questions out there because some people say, why is there a woman leading your worship team? Well, it depends on how you define the word leading and how you define uh, what their role is. And we see it as uh, everything I just explained. So I don't need to rehash that one. But then it comes up, you know, people 
um, in, in, interpret 1 Corinthians 14, 34 through 35 in, in a way to where women shouldn't even really be on stage praying or talking um, based on uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 34, actually 33. As in all churches of the saints, the woman the women should keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission. And if they desire to learn anything, let them ask their, ask their own husbands at home for it is improper for a woman to speak in church. So, wow, you could go a lot of different directions on that. And I have seen on the liberal and the 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 just the um the churches that are not going in a good direction don't even care what that scripture says they just have a real disrespect for scripture and putting people in positions of leadership that shouldn't be there then though on the flip side i've seen some really conservative churches to where a woman cannot be on the stage a woman cannot speak from the stage she cannot pray from the stage um and it's just you know it's kind of a stifling effect there Granted, I won't say the church, but I was at a very conservative church about six years ago who would actually probably take this position. But then they had Johnny Erickson Tata on stage giving her testimony. So I'm like, well, that's a little inconsistent there, guys. Come on. I mean, and it was a powerful testimony. I'm glad they did that. But to say women can't pray, can't say anything from the pulpit um, and then allow that, there's definitely some inconsistency there. Um, Now, should a woman preach from the pulpit where she's where she's instructing through scripture, teaching men and men sitting underneath her spiritual authority under her teaching. No, we don't see that. But now could a woman give a testimony? Could a woman talk about her life story? Could a woman exhort, talk about her her her, her spiritual battle and her battle through cancer and raising the kids on her own? And of course, I think that could that's that's incredible. Um, but it, it's just that usurping authority. And even let's say they accidentally open some scripture and teach from the Bible. You know, we're not going to go up and say, oh, oh, hold on, hold on there, right? Hold on there, Missy. You know, you need to step down. You're out of order. Not necessarily because, again, erring on the side of grace. It's, it's when you have the law of God, you also have to have the spirit of grace behind it. And actually, and actually, what is the scripture talking about? What is, what is it saying? And that's why, for example, head coverings. Okay. That, that's great. But if you just put a, a doily on your head and you're not submission, submitted, you're legalistic, you're a modern day Pharisee, putting, covering your head is pointless. The whole point of the verse was in submission. And in Paul's day, that would be a sign of submission to the husband in that culture. Um, when it comes to women pastors and things, it's not about the culture, it's about creation. But I believe when it comes to head coverings, that was definitely the culture of the day. You can look at in the Middle East, you see the women covering their head. To, to us, that doesn't mean anything. But to them, the women who were loose, the prostitutes wouldn't cover their head. It was a, it was a, um, uh, just kind of a bold statement where, a godly woman would cover her head in submission to her husband. Again, the submission was the key. So we have to put scripture in context. And I believe 1 Corinthians 14, I don't have time to look at the whole chapter, but I believe that whole chapter is about prophecy. And when somebody prophesies and when you test the spirits, and then it goes right into a woman should remain silent. So if you want to really look at the full context of that, it could have to do with a woman remaining silent while the men are testing the prophecy, making she, she is to remain silent. But we know our women to pray 
at home, of course, are women to pray with their children. Of course, are women to pray with their husband. Of course, uh, it, 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 Paul talks about women uh, in his epistles uh, praying and prophesying. Um, we know that in the last days, which Peter talked about that happened 2,000 years ago, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And so we see women have a very important role and uh, we don't see why they should be, why they can't pray in church. Now, if they're leading a, a prayer gathering and the men are submitting underneath them, yeah, you, you, you got some challenges there. But I mean, overall, um, women praying and activating their God given gift. And I, the most prophetic words I've ever heard given that were accurate, dead on, spot on in the last 12 years of pastoring a church were by women by far. I would say, you're talking 90%. And, um, you know, we don't really do that uh, to the congregation. We don't allow that uh, unless they run it by one of the elders or, or us. And we, we kind of gauge it through, sift it through, make sure it's of God. Um, but so that's what I, I think the women should keep silent in the church is also dealing with this, you know, kind of, um, you know, maybe a, maybe a chatty Kathy, maybe a gossip. Um, maybe just wanting to usurp their husband's authority, wanting to be kind of bold, bombastic. And, uh, it, it's, but the point is women should be in submission, this quiet, submitted spirit. But then if there's an opportunity to pray, an opportunity to prophesy, um, that can be fulfilled definitely in a woman's ministry. So the long, long, I mean, the short, short answer to a long topic that we could exhaust we could we have not fully exhausted is we believe women can serve in every capacity at the church except in that position of elder bishop overseer and even it gets interesting in deacon because the qualifications of a deacon uh it gives male qualifications and the word deacon is really a servant the word elder is more of like a spiritual oversight and so as long as the the women you know if there's a woman as a point person for worship team, for the worship team, if there's a woman as a point person for the prayer team, you know, that would be underneath the direction of the elders, which is absolutely fine. And that's really how we do it at our church. So I hope that helps answer that question. Um, the women's role, what that looks like. Again, if you want more information on exactly why we don't agree that women should be pastors, um, leading men, usurping the authority over the man, you can just Google women pastors at Shane Eidelman. Dot com or actually search for that too. Um, but I have seen on the mission field and I've known women pastors that were gracious, humble, loving. And uh, I, I can think of like Uganda, uh, Zimbabwe, um, where's the other couple places where they, uh, down in, in, in South America where God was moving and churches were started and there were no, no men. And so the women would put together a gathering of people. The women would exhort through God's word. And so I think the thing is the exception doesn't bend the rule. In other words, there may be exceptions. Uh, there may be a time where, um, like Deborah in the old Testament was, was leading for a season as one of the judges, but we can't make the exception, the rule. And if God uses a woman to start a church, start a ministry, then, you know, ultimately, and here's the thing, the ideal, the ideal is the man leading the man, the spiritual covering, and then the woman would submit underneath that leadership and then fulfill all of her giftings in all different areas. But as we all know, 
many men aren't spiritual leaders in their homes. So they miss the ideal design. This is how God wants it to happen. But because they've dropped the ball, the woman often has to take up that ball and run with it and lead her family spiritually. So see, the woman necessarily isn't an heir. The man is heir by an, an heir by his failure to lead. And so the woman has to pick up that, that ball and run with it. So again, we don't encourage that. We don't promote that. But the point is, there are exceptions from time to time where, okay, that's not God's perfect plan. That's not exactly how God designed it, but that's what's working right now until we can get this man on fire for God, until we can get some men raised up uh, and, and taking over the church. And I, I remember a couple of ladies that started churches and they didn't do it out of a spirit of rebellion. See, that's the other thing. You have to look at their heart. If they're like, hey, is there any men that could take this up? We've got 20 families here in Uganda that want to meet and and healings are taking place. This young boy was raised from the dead and and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are being manifest. And is there? there's nobody here to... to Will any man step up and they don't? Well, somebody has to step up and say, okay, we're going to meet next Tuesday at, at six in the morning. And, and here's the, I have a little bit of the Bible that I, that I got from a missionary. Let me just read from it. And so she, she you know, she's not, um, again, although it's not the ideal, she's making do with what she has. And that's why I think we need to err on the side of grace and just, uh, you not rush to, to bulldoze people. And I've just seen so many people on the, on the far, what I would call the far right fundamentalist side of this, just arrogant modern day Pharisees. They're not winning anybody to the Lord. They, they miss the whole spirit and intent of the scripture. They take scripture out of context, context and they beat people up with it. And they actually suppress women and hold women down. It's a very, very, very unhealthy atmosphere. So uh, I would love to speak to that too again at some point. But anyway, hope that helps you better understand how we operate at Westside Christian Fellowship, why we don't have a problem with women as facilitators in all these different areas, basically because uh, the pastors still run all of these vital elements of of church service even in in children's ministry or nursery um although they're doing some scheduling and different things and handling some of the issues you know the bigger problems will come to us the spiritual problems will come to us if we need to talk to the the parents it'll come to us if we need to address something it will come to us if we need to document paper trail legality issues you know to come to us so everything sits underneath that plurality of of elders here at uh, here at the church so anyway hope that helps if you have any questions shoot us an email at shaneidleman.com and I will definitely try to get to it. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.